Hello, everybody. This is Hank Radio on Retro Strange. Uh, let's play the new intro. Well, once again, you're listening to Hank Radio, and uh, I'm very excited today. I got my uh, co-host, uh, Charles Nelson, as always. Oh, and that intro was by Nikki Flowers. Thank you, Nikki, for the banger of an intro. Uh, greatly appreciated. Um, so how have you been, Hank, since the last show? I've been pretty good. Pretty good. Just finding some songs and stuff for this one. You have uh, any um, anything you want to say about the selection that you uh, picked out today? How many songs? What what do we have to look forward to? Um, well, we got about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine songs. Eight or nine. Um, I'm not very good with mathematics, but, uh, yeah, and, uh, I'll give you guys a little secret here. I pick them based on the names, so, uh, if you see one with a funny name, that's because, well, it has a funny name. He's just, yeah. Well, next up, we got, first up, we got, uh, Muskrat Rumble with Louis Armstrong in his Hot Five. Let's see. Heck of a way to start the show off. Let's get to it. Let's let's get to it.
muskrat ramble with Louis Armstrong and his hot five. What did you think of that? Uh, one? I'm a big fan of, uh, first of all, the name of the song. I think that's great. Uh, Louis Armstrong is always a great uh, way to start the show. And when you got muskrats involved, I mean, what could go wrong? Um, of course, Louis Armstrong, born in 1901 in New Orleans. Um, the Hot Five was actually the first band that um, was recorded um, as his own, as Louis Armstrong's own band before he had recorded with other acts. And we'll hear one of those other acts um, later on in the show, I believe. But the Hot Five um, uh, was his, uh, Louis Armstrong's wife played piano on those songs, which I found interesting. Um, and the, the song Muskrat Ramble, which we just heard, um, the writing credit uh, goes to Kid Ori, who was a composer, a trombonist, and a band leader, and, and friends with Louis Armstrong. But there's some debate because Louis Armstrong said he wrote the song, and Kid Ori just came up with the name. Either way, um, a great song. And the Hot Five, uh, actually, um, there were two different groups called Louis Armstrong and his Hot Five. The first um, recorded from uh, 1925 through 1927, and that was um, a bunch of improvisational uh, jazz musicians from New Orleans. Um, the second one recorded in 1928 um, and was completely different um, aside from Louis Armstrong. Um, they recorded most of their stuff, almost all their stuff, um, in Chicago, Illinois um, for various uh, labels, inc including OK Records, O-K-E-H Records, and Vocalion and Brunswick. And what else can you say about old Satchmo, but, you know, probably the greatest of all time. Well, thank you, uh, Chuck. <laughs> and <laughs> that was a great one, yeah. Next up, we got Baltimore Buzz with, what does that say? Ebi Blake and his Shuffle Along. Ubi. Ubi Blake. Ubi Blake and his Shuffle Alongs, right? Yep. Okay, hope you enjoy.
everybody, that was Baltimore Buzz with, uh, what was it again? UB Blake. Uh, he was kind of a, a, a prodigy when it came to music. Um, the legend goes, he was walking down the street shopping with his mom one day, and he ran into a ran into a store, and his mom chased after him to try to find him, and he was sitting there at a piano banging away, and the, <laughs> the shopkeeper said, lady, he's a genius. You'd be a fool not to buy this piano, and uh, which is like the greatest sales pitch of all time. Uh, so they bought it, um, and uh, by the age of 15, uh, unbeknownst to his parents, Yubi was playing at a, bar a bordello regularly in Baltimore, um, caught his big break in 1907, when the world's heavyweight boxing champion Joseph Gans uh, booked Blake to play in the Gans Hotel. Um, the Gans Hotel was the first black and tan club in Baltimore. And essentially what that meant was uh, it was the first hotel where black people and white people could get together and uh, listen to jazz music. That was kind of what we heard. The Baltimore Buzz was a little more traditional dance jazz tune where... Um, the first song we heard by Louis Armstrong was a little more uh, New Orleans-style improvisational um, um, jazz. But uh, Yubi um, was lifelong friends with Noble Sissel. Noble Sissel was also a band leader, um, notable for his band Noble Sissel and his Sizzling Sycopaints. Um, they uh, had a, formed a friendship and made uh, the Dixie Duo before uh, 1921, when they wrote uh, the Broadway um, review, Shuffle Along. And that was the first musical on Broadway um, written by and about African Americans. And that was in 1921. Um, and that really just, um, from there, uh, they had um, great success. Um, his writing credits also include, Yubi's uh, also include, A Memories of You and I'm Just Wild About Harry. So there you go, a little bit about UB Blake, born in Baltimore, Maryland. Very interesting. Thank you. Um, well, <laughs> next up we got one of my personal favorites. Uh, it's Twelfth Street Rag. I hope you enjoy. It is by the All-Star Trio. Thank you. 
Well, that was uh, 12th Street Rag with the All-Star Trio. Uh, what did you think of it? Oh, I, I thought it was great. Um, as you mentioned uh, while we were listening to it, it's uh, that song's in SpongeBob, right? Like, not that version, but you may recognize it for those of you who have uh, ever watched an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, so the All-Star Trio uh, was an ensemble consisting of George Hamilton Green on the xylophone. And if you heard that excellent xylophone work in there. Um, along with Frank Banta um, or Victor Arden, they would take turns on the piano, and F. Wheeler Wadsworth, which <laughs> is quite the name, on the saxophone. Um, it was among the most popular musical outfits of the early jazz age, and there are estimates that the trio had the equivalent of six top 20 hits between 1919 and 1921. Um, and those included, I'll say... She does. I want a daddy who will rock me to sleep. Uh, poor little butterfly is a fly gal now. Um, you'd be surprised. Swanee and Moonbeams, all for Victor Records, um, and they were hired by Victor Records to tour. They were that's these um, they, musicians were brought together strictly um, to sell phonographs and records, so they would go on tour and and play. And um, they were kind of um, salespeople and spokespeople for. Um, Victor and Vocalion um, Records and uh, Phonograph Company. Yeah, nice. Well, I uh, personally love that song a lot, so that's cool to know about uh, some of the one of the original, probably one of the original yeah. recorded versions. Yeah. Next up, we got Barnyard Blues with Ted Lewis and his band, which is uh, seems like a reoccurring uh, act on this show. Yes.
uh, that was a great one. Uh, that was Barnyard Blues with Ted Lewis. Um, what do you got to say about it, Chuck? Well, what can we say about Ted Lewis that ain't already been said? Mr. Entertainment, it's himself. Um, so one of the interesting things uh, about Ted Lewis is uh, he was a very serviceable uh, clarinet player, but he understood his limitations, and so he hired musicians like Benny Goodman and Jimmy Dorsey to play clarinet in the band because he knew they were better than him. And he was a great front man, but not the best musician. Um, and that song, Henry likes to generally pick songs that don't have a lot of lyrics, but um, if you were to listen to some of the songs that Ted Lewis did have uh, with his band that had lyrics, you would notice that he doesn't really follow any set lyrics. It's more of like a talk. Uh, he would talk and um, not follow the, tr the traditional cadence to maybe a normal song. Um, for example, because uh, he, he, he liked the, the spontaneity of it, so any Ted Lewis recording wouldn't be the same if there were lyrics. Um, so uh, if you look up any more Ted Lewis, I, that's something to look for, is to, to see how many different recordings of a song you can hear that sound the same, because I don't think you'd, you'd find any. <laughs> yeah, one more thing also, uh, thank you, is uh, speaking of Ted Lewis, there's another one that's my favorite, but I don't know if we can play it because it's newer, but it was Royal Garden Blues, and uh, that's one thing. If you look at Royal Garden Blues, you can. Uh, nice. there's some of that example in there. There's a few things uh, before we get into the next song, uh, which is, has a great name, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, again, thanks to uh, Nikki Flowers for getting us our uh, intro song, making our intro song. Thank you to Retro Strange for having us on, you know, well, having this uh, whole operation. And thank you uh, to the Boston Public Library on archive.org because most of these songs are from uh, that. So, yeah, um, the next song. Hold on. Oh. Sorry to interrupt, but um, if people want to go back and listen to the first episode or if they can't listen to any episodes live, uh, where can they find it? Well, you can go to uh, Phil's Patreon, uh, which will be uploaded sooner, or you can go uh, to Apple Podcasts and look up Hank Radio, and it will be uploaded there in uh, probably about a few days. So if you go to Retro go to RetroStrange.com, you'll find all that information out? Yes, if you go to RetroStrange.com, you'll find all that information out. <laughs> yeah, so the next song is called Doodle Doot Doot by the Georgians. I hope you enjoy.
folks, that was Doodle Doo Doo by the Georgians. Well, with the Georgians. I don't know if it was by them, but uh, got anything to say about it? You know I do. Um, so uh, that song was, um, what was the name of that song again? <laughs> Doodle Doo Doo. I just like it when you say it. Uh, was written by Art Kaisel and Mel Seitzel. Um, Mel Seitzel was a German-born pianist known for his work with the New Orleans Rhythm Kings, uh, an influential band uh, with members from New Orleans and Chicago. Um, and the Georgians, um, who did this version of the song, um, were kind of one of the first bands within a band. They were actually a subset of the Paul Specht Orchestra. Paul Specht Orchestra was one of the uh, more popular orchestras of the early 1920s, a dance band orchestra that mixed jazz and dance sound. Um, and uh, this was the, the more um, New Orleans-style jazz influence was this uh, group um, from the Paul Specht Orchestra. Um, and a version of this song, um, which was again, Hank? Doodle-doot-doo. Was actually uh, recorded by the Benson Orchestra who I believe we're going to hear next, right? Uh, yes, we are. And uh, yeah, before we go into that one, uh, uh, would you like to mention anything else? Sure. Um, if you like this, what we're doing here, whatever that is, uh, you may enjoy Retro Strange Movie Night, which takes place tomorrow night, February 18th, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and I believe it's Hot Rod Movies. Uh, we had a sneak peek of it on our show, the Nelson Family Radio Hour. So if you like fast cars and teens that make bad decisions from 1950s America, then tune in tomorrow night, February 18th, RetroStrange.com for the next installment of Retro Strange Movie Night, all about hot rods. Nice. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> And uh, next up, you're going to like this name, too, I think. Uh, it's Deedle Deal Dumb. Bye. Bye. Uh, the Benson Orchestra of, of Chicago. Chicago. And hope you enjoy.
that was Deedle Deedle Dumb, the Benson Orchestra of Chicago. Uh, what do you got to say about it? Deedle Deedle Dumb. Man, that's awesome. So we had, what was the other one? Doodle Doot Doo. <laughs> Doodle Doot Doo and Deedle Deedle Dumb. Uh, the Benson Orchestra of Chicago um, was established in 1920 by Edgar Archibald Benson, uh, which is a great name. Um, the band soon became one of the most popular dance bands of the early 1920s and had its base at the Marigold Gardens, um, which had some notoriety as a gangster hangout. Um, President uh, William Taft was a big fan of the Marigold Gardens, if that tells you anything. Um, that song uh, was originally composed by Walter Donaldson, Walter Donaldson, who originally wrote many hits from the early 1920th century, including, this is trivia from the first show, My Blue Heaven. So there you go. Uh, the Benson Orchestra of Chicago. Um, just knocking it out of the park with this one. Yeah, nice. It's all, it's, it's all interconnected. Well, um, I want to say real quick, uh, thank you so much to our live listeners that are here. And also, thank you for the people that listen on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think last time we got about around 49 downloads, which is very, very nice. Uh, thank you, everybody. Um, and next up, we have U.S. Uh, Field Artillery March by, uh, what was that? Can you read that for me? Um, yes, that is the um, vote. Vocalion Military Band. Okay, let's take it away.
folks, that was Field Artillery March with the uh, uh, the Vocalion uh, Military Band. Uh, Vocalion Phonograph and Record Company was founded in 1916 by the Alien Piano Company. Um, so if you were thinking to yourself, well, I ain't never heard no country called Vocalion before where they got a military. It was a phonograph company. Um, and maybe they did have a military. They probably had strike breakers back then, so who knows. Um, so uh, Vocalion, uh, like everybody else, hired bands to specifically tour or just to record and sell their records. So they didn't have to pay an outside band to record this stuff. It was just an in-house band that they would record and then they'd sell it or give it away if you bought a phonograph. And then it was during the 1920s um, that Vocalion began their um, race record series uh, recording um, and selling material by um, African-American artists such as Robert Johnson, uh, Jim Jackson, um, I believe even Louis Armstrong. Um, and then um, not too long after that, Vocalion was bought out by the Brunswick Company. So there you go. Well, uh, thank you for that. Uh, well, next up, you know, we got to end off with uh, with something good, and we got uh, a stomp, which we uh, we all love. I feel like um, last time we started off with Sugarfoot Stomp, and next up we got Florida Stomp with the uh, Dixie Stompers. There's all kinds of stomping. All kinds of stomping. Coming over, baby, a whole lot of stomping going on. Oh, we're gonna get uh, uh, sued now. <laughs> okay, hope you enjoy. Thank <laughs> you. 
That was Florida Stomp with the Dixie Stompers. Uh, what do you, uh, what facts you got about it? Well, fact number one, it's awesome. Um, so the Dixie Stompers are actually a pseudonym for the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra. Um, and James Smack Henderson um, was one of the most influential band leaders in jazz history. Uh, they called him Smack because of the way he would smack his lips when he was playing. And, um... He helped to bridge the gap between kind of that uh, New Orleans, Dixie, Southern style of influential or improvisational jazz um, to that Northern, uh, that swing, more dance um, jazz that, you know, white folks were listening to. Um, and in 1924, uh, Henderson actually hired Louis Armstrong to play trumpet in the band. And when um, he brought Louis Armstrong into Chicago and New York, uh, it was like nothing anybody had ever heard before at that time in those areas. And so then it went like gangbusters. Um, and they, um, so Fletcher Henderson uh, recorded under dozens of uh, record labels under many different names, including the Henderson Happy Six Orchestra, the Louisiana Stompers, and the Connie's Inn Orchestra, <laughs> which uh, interested to know what Connie was up to. Um, he, he played a key, key role in bringing that improvisational style north, uh, improvisational, um, and you can, many of the people that were in Fletcher Henderson's orchestra went on to do many, many other things. So one, again, um, kind of the, uh, the tree of that, um, 1920s jazz, um, New Orleans style jazz that went out into the world and got famous. Yeah, thank you, uh, everybody, for listening. That was our... Oh, I have, I have a, a, a trivia tri trivia question for you, Hank, to end the show. Yeah. Which one of the composers that we heard today, who was the only one to win, to be awarded, you don't win it, to be awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom? Oh, man. Huh. It's probably going to be... Uh, was it Ted Lewis? No. Is it Louis Armstrong? Nope. No. Oh, I don't know. I can't. I, I don't know if I can answer it. UB Blake uh, was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1981. So there you go. Some uh, some trivia for you and the listeners out there. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, thanks to Retro Strange. Thanks to Phil. Uh, thanks to uh, everybody that uh, helped. And uh, yeah, I hope you all have a great weekend and uh well it's, i guess it's time for us to go you've been listening to hank radio and uh, it's time to say bye bye keep on a jazzing yeah